<clears throat> all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts. We're here to the facts. Like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July to everybody. Hope you all are doing great. It's a really nice day outside today. Definitely gonna go out for a little bit. Definitely barbecue later on. So that'll be really cool. It'll be really fun. So I did say today we we're gonna talk some basketball. Let's do it. So as you guys know, we'll be reviewing Monday Night Raw tomorrow. NXT 2.0 on Wednesday, Dynamite on Thursday, and then with SmackDown and Rampage, that's between Sunday and Monday because I'm going to be out all day on Saturday, so I could try and squeeze it in on Saturday. It might be a little bit impossible, but we'll see. We'll definitely see, but let's talk some basketball. Let's get right into it. We are going to save the best for last because I have a lot to say. So this is basically, you know, free agency slash trade talks. So, all right, let's not waste any more time. So let's start it off. Let's start it off right here. I'm trying to think, like, what's the best way to start this off right here. Because, like I said, we're going to end it off in a good way. Or not, well, I don't know if I call it a good way. We're going to end off in a strong way, I guess. Oh, okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So the Atlanta Hawks made a trade. They traded Danilo Gallinari and multiple first-round picks to the San Antonio Spurs for all-star guard DeAndre, I don't know how you say his first name, DeAndre Murray. Now this kid Murray is really good. He is really good. Now you team, you pair him up with Trey Young. That's pretty good for the Hawks. And the Spurs, man... I mean, they've been in rebuild mode the last few years, ever since Duncan retired. They've just been in rebuild mode. You know, this kid Murray has been the bright spot for them, but now he's in Atlanta with Trey Young. I think they're going to be a deadly combo. I mean, the Hawks are a team to watch. I know they had a setback last season. Or this season, I should say. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, last season. <laughs> they did have a setback after making it to the playoffs the year before and getting to the conference finals the year before, which I, that was really unexpected, to be honest. You know, but I think they're going to be back next season. They're going to make a lot of noise. They're going to make a lot of noise next season. They really are. And a lot of people could say whatever they want about Trey Young. He's very annoying on the court, but he's he's a hell of a ball player. He has his antics on the court, but he's very good. Simple as that. That's just how it is. So I think it's a great trade for the Hawks. And I believe Gallinari is going to sign with the Celtics because the, the Spurs are going to waive him. I think they already did. So that's all set right there. That's all set, so he'll probably go to Boston. He'd be a nice shooter for the Celtics. He honestly would be. Uh, the Knicks made a really good trade right here. They traded, well, I don't know if you want to call it really good, but um, they cleared up some cap space. They traded away Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks. And a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick and $6 million to the Detroit Pistons. To the Detroit Pistons, they also traded... Kemba Walker there as well. I mean, I think that was the best thing they did right there was getting rid of Kemba Walker. So, yeah. So the Knicks definitely cutting out some pieces right there. They also did re-sign Mitchell Robinson to, I believe, a four-year, $60 million deal. So that was pretty good to re-sign Robinson. I've always liked Robinson, you know. Four-year, $60 million. Not bad, honestly. He's a great big body. He still gets into foul trouble a lot, but... 
He's a big body out there. He's great on defense. He's a stud on defense. He just gets into foul trouble a little bit too much. Um, and they, they did make that big signing, though. They did sign Jalen Brunson to four years. I believe it was $104 million. I mean, my honest opinion on the Brunson signing, I don't know if he's worth $100 million. Like, he had a breakout year with the Mavericks last season, but I don't know if he's worth $100 million. I just don't think he is, honestly. That's just my honest opinion. I don't think he's worth that kind of money. That's just honestly how I feel about the Jalen Brunson signing. That's my honest opinion right there. I don't think he's worth $100 million. Had a breakout year with the Mavericks. He's, he's a young player. He's only 25 years old. He's a tri-state area case from New Jersey, so that's pretty cool, honestly. But $104 million, four years. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the smart. I don't know if it's a smart move, honestly. I really don't know. I really don't think it's that smart of a move. I'm just being completely honest with you guys. Like, I just wouldn't have given him $100 million. You know, because he was Robin with the Mavericks. Like, Luka is Batman. Brunson was Robin. Not taking away anything from Brunson's talent, but I don't think he's worth $104 million. And the Mavericks wanted to give him five years, $106 million. So he turned down an extra year and... Two more million dollars right there. But I just don't think he's worth that kind of money. And I'm not saying because it's the Knicks. I'm not saying that at all. I just think any team that would have given him like $100 million, even if Dallas would have re-signed him for $100 million, I'd be like, he's not really worth $100 million. But I could be wrong. Maybe he breaks out even more with the Knicks right here and he just goes off. I mean, if he does, hey, listen, God bless him. I hope that he does. I just don't think he's worth that kind of money. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah, I'd say because it's the Knicks, I just said it was good they re-signed Robinson. If I was going to be totally biased against the Knicks, I would say, no, like, re-signed Robinson, what the hell are they trying to do right there? Like, that would just be me being biased, you know what I mean? I mean, the Knicks are still going to be a team to look out for going into the season. You know, they definitely had a bad setback last season. You know, Julius Randle didn't live up to expectations. RJ broke out, though. That kid's going to be a stud. He already is. You know, is Thibodeau the answer as head coach? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, the Knicks really need to have a young core, honestly. That's what they need. You know, you bring in these veteran guys. You bring in Fournier. You bring in Kemba. It just didn't work out. Fournier got paid big money last offseason. I don't know why. Like, the Knicks could have legit signed DeMar DeRozan to the kind of money they gave Fournier. If they would have signed DeRozan, they would have went to the playoffs. DeRozan's a game-changer. If DeRozan wasn't with the Bulls, they would have went to the playoffs. I'm being completely honest because DeRozan is a game changer. He's one of the most underrated players in this league. That's a guy right there you don't want him shooting mid-range. Anytime he shoots mid-range, 99.9% of the time, he makes those shots. That's just a dangerous ball player right there. You know, but I think the Knicks are going to bounce back. I don't think they'll go into the play, and I think they will get one of the top six spots. I think they're good enough to get a top six spot. They really are. You know, we don't know if Julius Randle is going to stay. We don't know if he's going to request a trade or the Knicks are going to wind up trading him. We're not, we're not too sure. You know, I think a lot of Knicks fans are turned off by Julius Randle for, you know, what he did by, you know, flipping off the fans, 
You know, you don't do that in New York. You could do that, like, in New Orleans, where he last played. But you do that here in New York, it's not going to sit well with the fans. It's just not. They're always going to hold that against you. You know, I still think Julius Randle is very talented. I just think he's in over his head right there, what he did. I hope that he does bounce back with the Knicks if the Knicks don't get rid of him or if he doesn't request a trade. I think he'd be foolish to request a trade, honestly, because the Knicks have a chance to really build something special. You know, maybe Brunson is that key move. Right now, I don't feel like he's going to be. Like, I think he's going to be solid. I just don't think he's worth $100 million. That's just my honest, again, it's my honest opinion. You know, if they would have given DeRozan $100 million, uh, okay, I could see it, you know, but Brunson, it could, it's, it's either going to work or it's not. It's not going to be in the middle, honestly. I don't think it's going to be, but we'll see how Brunson does. I think in the first two years of this contract, we'll actually find out if it worked or not. We'll see, though. We'll see if it does. We shall see if it does. So now talking about my Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to talk about the good things. I'm going to talk about the signing so far. And then we'll get to the shit show at the end. So they did re-sign Patty Mills to a two-year, $14.5 million contract. So uh, Patty Mills did opt out of his player option, but the Nets re-signed him. So that is a good move right there to keep Patty. You know, Patty did have... A great start to last season. He did struggle for a little while. But towards the end of the season, in the playoffs, he started to heat up. He was making his shots. You know, I do like Patty. I liked when they brought him over last year. I think he's a really good dude. So I'm happy that they got to keep him. So that's that right there. I'm happy that Patty's back. We did lose Bruce Brown officially. signing the two-year, $13 million deal with the Denver Nuggets. So... I mean, that really pissed me off right there because Bruce Brown was such a difference maker these last two seasons for the Nets. He was such a difference maker. Now he's out there in Denver. That's a huge piece for Denver right there. That's a huge piece. You know, you could say, oh, how how is that a big piece? Uh, Well, it is. You know, Bruce Brown, he was great defensively in Detroit his first couple seasons here in the NBA. When he came here to the Nets... He elevated his game. Like, he turned into a better offensive player. Like, he was great defensively, but he really turned into a good offensive player. Like, he had his moments. Especially when he's in the corner wide open, he hits those threes. So, Denver's got a good one. Take care of our guy, please. It really hurts losing Jeff Green to the Nuggets last year. Now losing Bruce Brown. It's like, oh my God, the Nuggets just get all of our pieces. I swear to God, it's crazy. It really is. You know, I really wanted to keep Bruce. That's the one guy I really wanted to keep. But he's out there in Denver. I I hope he balls out. I really hope he does. I seriously hope he balls out there in Denver. He really, I think he will. I think he will. But he's one of the hardest working players in the NBA. He easily is. Tell me I'm wrong. Look at the way he's turned around his game. Other than being a defensive player, he elevated his offensive game with the Nets in his last two seasons right here. He elevated his game. You know, he's such a difference maker on the court. He really was for us. He really was. Now he's gone. I mean, we we did trade for Royce O'Neal, who's a solid defensive player. He's always been a solid defensive player. In Utah, so I guess you could say maybe he's the next Bruce Brown for the Nets. I mean, he very much could be. Again, he's a solid defensive player. 
that's all that he is. He averages seven points a game, so maybe he'll be able to elevate his game offensively just like Bruce Brown was able to. So we'll see how that goes. They also did re-sign Nick Claxton to a two-year, $20 million deal. I didn't think Claxton was coming back, honestly. Because I thought Claxton wanted a lot more. Like, they were talking about, like, three years, like, $30 million. Well, he got two years and $20 million. I think it's fair, honestly, you know. The thing with Claxton is right here, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy. And two, he's got to work on his offensive game. Because if he's going to the free throw line... You gotta hit those shots. I don't want to sound like Captain Obvious, but you gotta hit those shots. You know, he killed us in the playoffs last year by missing those free throws. He killed us last year. Killed us in the playoffs right there against Boston. Just couldn't make a free throw. He simply could not make a free throw. And it was a shame. Because I like Claxton. And it seems like he might be the starting center this year because Andre Drummond signed with the Bulls. You know. Ha <laughs> ha. Have fun out there in Chicago. You know, he's going to get pushed around like he was getting pushed around with the Nets. You know, at the time when they got Drummond in that trade right there, in the Simmons-Harden trade, like I liked getting Drummond because of size. And he played good his first couple months. But once the playoffs came around, Boston was just pushing him around like he was nothing. They pushed him around like he was nothing. And it was a shame. It really was. But uh, we'll see how he does out there in Chicago. But I'm happy Claxton's back. So it hasn't been all like, you know, all bad shit with the Nets. You know, they have done their good things right here. Bringing back Patty, a great shooter. And bringing back, you know, Claxton, who's a great fucking defender. So (sighs) it's just a whole lot of shit right here. It's just a whole lot of shit going on with the Nets. Again, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it here in the end. But I am happy. And look at the good things. We got Patty back. We got Claxton back. This guy O'Neal's a really good defender. So when there's a lot of dark right there, a lot of dark shit going on with the Nets, there is some light, honestly. And I'll give my opinion... With the bad shit in the end, that's what we're going to say, the best for last. But, hey, listen, we got Patty back. We got Claxton back. I'm happy. It's almost like a Band-Aid, but, you know, I'll put that Band-Aid on right there. So let's look at the other moves right here. Let's look at the other moves. So Bobby Portis re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks four years, $49 million. Like, that guy Bobby Portis, man... He's a hell of a ball player, honestly. Like, he really is a hell of a ball player. I got to give him credit. Like, with the Bucks, man, he's elevated his fucking game. The dude is dangerous from three-point range. He's a great fucking defender. He brings a lot of energy to the team. You know, he's a good one. He really is. He's like the heart and soul of the Bucks. You can say, well, that's Giannis. Yes, but Portis is getting hyped, like, after every fucking play. Like, that guy fucking just goes crazy every fucking game. He seriously does. He goes crazy every game. Like, he just really does. So, I think that's a really good re-signing there for the Bucks Because I think he's the heart and soul of that team, just how he plays. 
So now the Washington Wizards, they signed Bradley Beal to a five-year, $251 million maximum maximum contract. Like, holy fucking shit. I mean, we've seen what happens with the Wizards. We've seen what's happened with the Wizards and their max contracts, like how they gave John Wall a max contract, and he's just never been the same. And he just signed with the L.A. Clippers for a two-year deal, so... He was able to get out of that Houston deal, so now he's with the Clippers. You know, I don't think we're going to see the old John Wall that we used to see, because the old John Wall, and that shit he was, well, I mean, it's only a few years ago, he was, you know, one of the best players on the planet. He absolutely was one of the best players on the planet, just like Bradley Beal is right now. It's just a shame with a guy of his talent, he's just wasted away in Washington. You know, Washington, they were building up their team with Wall and Beal, but, you know, the last couple of years, they've just really been down. You know, they got Westbrook. That didn't work out. And you now Beal's all by himself. It's not working out. I think the Wizards were one of the best teams. They were one of the best teams in the league starting off the season. They started off really red hot. And then they just came back down to earth right away. They seriously did. You know, but now it looks like he got Beal for the rest of his career almost. I mean, I don't think that's, I don't know. I think Beal's going to try to find a way to get out of there. At some point, he's got him. But him and Damian Lillard, man, they're the two of the most loyal players in the league right now, and you want to think about it. Because Lillard's situation in Portland is bad, and so is Beal's situation in Washington. They're both bad. They're both very, very bad. They're both situations. They're terrible. But they're staying. They're staying where they're at. I mean, it's more, it's more likely for Lillard to get traded, but not Beal right now. I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to want to take on that contract. That's a lot. That's a lot to take on right there. He just signed a Supermax deal. And Beal's always been a healthy ball player, so... But we've seen players, when they sign those big deals, they kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Just saying. But Beal's a fun player to watch. He seriously is. He's a really fun player to watch. He's very fun. Let's see. Now let's look at a couple, a few other moves right here that happened. So James Harden actually did opt out of his um, his player option with the Philadelphia 76ers, which was $47 million. So they are still meeting there in Philly. I think Harden is going to stay in Philly, honestly. It seems that way. Even though he did opt out of his, his deal. I don't think he's going anywhere, to be honest. And if he actually does wind up leaving Philly, then that would actually be kind of funny. You know, all the teams that he's left right now, leaving Houston, leaving the Nets, and then if he leaves Philly, it would just be fucking funny, honestly, if he actually pulled that shit with Philly. But I guess they're just working on a new deal. They're just working on a new deal. We'll see what happens. If things fall out, then holy shit, here we go again. And wouldn't that be something? That would definitely, definitely be something right there. And what is something for Philly right here? They did sign P.J. Tucker to a three-year, $33.2 million deal. That's a good sign because P.J. Tucker is a fucking pest on the ball court, on the basketball court. He is such a pest out there for a small guy. I don't know if he's like 6'1 or 6'2. He's a small dude out there. Like He knows how to get under player's skin. He really knows how to get under everybody's skin. Like, he's such a small dude, but 
he just knows how to get under you know players' skin. He just knows what to do. He did it in Milwaukee. He did it in Houston in the prior days. And he did it in Milwaukee. And he just did it in Miami. He's going to do it in Philly. He knows how to get right. He knows how to get right under their skin. He just knows what to do. He just knows what to do right there. So I think that's a really good signing for Philly. It honestly is. I mean, I wanted P.J. Tucker, honestly. That's a guy I really wanted because he doesn't care how big you are. He goes right after you. He doesn't care. You know, he's a pit bull out there. He's like a pit bull off his leash. He just goes right after you, which I like. Which I seriously, seriously like. So that's good for Philly right there. Let's see, we got a few other things to talk about right here. So here was a really big trade that happened. The Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and Leonardo Balamaro. And to the Jazz for Gobert, Utah will also get unprotected first-round picks from the Wolves in 2023, 2025, 2027, and a top-five protected pick in 2019. Sorry, 2019. 2029. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. That trade seriously shocked me. That was really shocking. I mean, it makes the Timberwolves a lot better, even though I have trash go bare a lot because just... Just the dude is a clown, you know. I just don't like him with what he did a couple years ago, you know, when he was touching all, you know, the equipment, when they were telling him not to touch it because, you know, when, when Kobe was starting, even though the league shut down the next day, it probably would have still shut down anyway if Gobert didn't do that. So, well, actually, no, it would have. I shouldn't say probably. It would have. But just it made him look very foolish, honestly. It made him look very, very foolish by doing that. Like, seriously. But him and uh, him going to the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns because Carl Anthony Towns, let me get his contract right here. He just he just signed or he agreed to a four year twenty twenty. Oh my God, I can't even speak. He agreed to a four year two hundred twenty four million dollar supermax extension. So now you have a Timberwolves team of D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and a Rudy Gobert. You have all four of those guys in the lineup. That's a good team. That's honestly a good team. The Timberwolves could be a top four, top five team in the West this season, and they really should be because they have so much. They have so much talent out there. You know, Russell. Russell's creative on the ball court. Anthony Edwards. He's got a lot of swagger to him. I think he might be a future MVP. You know, he plays like a first overall draft pick. And so does Carl Anthony Towns. He's one of the best players in the league. You know, I still feel like Carl Anthony Towns is pulling at Kevin Garnett where he's just wasting his talent out there in Minnesota. It was KG was a, was a power forward too, and he wasted his career out there in Minnesota. But he was able to win out there in Boston when he got traded. But um, now you get Rudy Gobert... The Timberwolves just got a lot better. They honestly did. They honestly just got a lot better. I mean, them losing Beverly, I mean, him going to Utah. I mean, Beverly, he's another pest out there. That's just who he is. He's another pest. 
He talks a lot of shit. You know, for a guy that hasn't won shit in this league, he talks a lot of shit, though. He'll get under your skin. He's just like P.J. Tucker. He'll just talk a lot of shit. That's what he does right there. He'll just get under your skin. Well, Beverly's more of a pest than P.J. Because P.J. really doesn't talk about shit. Beverly talks shit the whole game. He's always talking. That's a guy you want on your team, though, honestly. That's a, that's a ride-or-die teammate. That's a ride-or-die teammate right there. And the Timberwolves, listen, man, they pushed the Grizzlies to six games. The Grizzlies were the second-best team in the West this season. And the Timberwolves pushed them. They really pushed them to six games. The Timberwolves, in reality, should have won that series. They blew, I think it was like two or three games that they blew in that series. They honestly should have won that series in five games. They really should have. I don't think they blew like two 20-point leads in game three. I mean, come on. They really should have won that series. I mean, they would have lost to Golden State easily. But, I mean, hey, listen. You knock off the second-best team right there at the West. That says something. I mean, the Timberwolves are still a good team. But now you get Rudy. And listen, you already have D'Angelo Russell. You have Anthony Edwards. You just extended Carl Anthony Towns. Now you bring Gobert. They shouldn't be a team to mess with, honestly. They really shouldn't. Expectations, I would say, are extremely high for the Timberwolves now. They should be a top-four team in the West. They should get home advantage in the playoffs. If everything goes correctly, they really should be a top team in this league. Not only in the West, but in this league, they should be a top team. They honestly should be. I think if you're a Timberwolves fan right now, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a whole lot to look forward to. We'll see what happens. We'll wait and see what happens. So Zion Williamson agreed to a five-year, $193 million maximum rookie extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, I don't know what to say about Zion. The hype with Zion, man. He got drafted in 2019. Didn't play most that season because he was hurt. Played... The year before in the 2020-2021 season. Played good. He played good. But he didn't play all last season. Didn't play all last season at all. So I don't know what to say about Zion. He's been off the court more than he's been on the court. He seems like a bust. I mean, he just signed an extension with New Orleans. So he he got to be committed to staying there now, right? I mean, New Orleans made it to the playoffs without him. They made the playoffs without him. That kind of shows the Pelicans, if, you know, without Zion, they're still a, they're still an all right team. Not gonna say they're a good team, but they're you know an average above average team. Sometimes you can say they're decent. And the Pelicans have a lot of good pieces. You know, they just brought in CJ McCollum at the deadline last year. You have Brandon Ingram. I love that kid. I mean, love that kid Alvarado. That kid. He's gonna be, he's gonna be a problem. Defensively, he's gonna be a problem. I think defensively, he's great. He's very sneaky, and I think he's gonna elevate his offensive game because that kid has heart. And he's a New York kid, so I'm rooting for him. He has got so much heart. I think he might be an All Star in a couple of years. That might be a very like bold take right there, but that kid, man, I like him. I really do. I I want to trade for him. I want him on the Nets. He's from Brooklyn, too, but, I, you know, I really want him on the Nets. That kid's got some heart and soul right there. He really does. 
that's the kind of player I like. He's like a blue-collared, you know, basketball player. Works hard every fucking game. Every game. You know, like I said, the Pelicans, they made it to the playoffs without Zion. And they almost beat the Suns. They only lost in six games. They came very, very close to knocking off Phoenix. Could you imagine that? Them winning a playoff series without Zion? It speaks volumes that they went to the playoffs without Zion. That speaks a lot of volumes. It really does. So I'd say Zion's got to get his shit together. Because apparently he's still overweight. I mean, does a guy not care? Does he just want to take the money and leave? You know, it doesn't seem like he's committed to basketball. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem he's committed to basketball. Maybe things change. Maybe he actually wakes up and realizes, all right, it's time to get to work right here. But listen, they went to the playoffs. Momentum is on the Pelicans' side. They just went to the playoffs. Any team that makes the playoffs, you know, that next season you should be motivated. Like, hey, we went to the playoffs. Now we can elevate our game. If Zion's committed right here and he goes out there and balls out, the Pelicans could be a top team in the West. They honestly could be. If Zion is healthy and you have McCollum and you have Ingram and you have Alvarado as your bench player, they could be a really dangerous team. They seriously could be a dangerous team if everything goes correctly. Like I'm not saying Zion's going to play 82 games, but if you get Zion like in 70 to 72 games, I mean, come on, who's going to stop the Pelicans then? But Zion has to be committed. That's the thing right there. He, I mean, I guess you could say he is committed by signing... You know, you could say... He is committed by um, by signing that extension. You could say that. You know, you could say that right there, honestly, yeah. But we'll see. Hopefully, you know, he wakes up a little bit and we'll see what happens. So the Cleveland Cavaliers... Agreed to a five-year, $193 million extension. Basically the same thing, rookie extension with Darius Garland. That kid Garland's good, man. I mean, the Cavs, you know, they came so close to the playoffs. They lost to us. They lost to the Nets in the uh, play-in tournament. And they wound up losing to the Hawks in the play-in tournament. What really cost the Cavaliers was injuries toward the end of the season. That's what really cost them. If they would have stayed healthy... They would have been a top six team in the East. They would have easily been a top six team in the East. Well, they're going to get Colin Sexton back next season. So we'll see how he plays. You got Garland. You still have Kevin Love. You have Jared Allen, Mobley, and so on and so on. They're going to be a good team of Cavaliers. I think they proved that, honestly. You know, I actually low-key want to see them go to the playoffs. I mean, obviously not against us. I didn't want them to beat us, obviously. I wanted them to beat the Hawks, at least, and get a shot against Miami. But um, they're going to be good. They're honestly going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. I honestly think they're going to be a good team going forward. And they should be. They honestly should. If everything goes correctly, they should be fine. They should honestly be fine. So the Golden State Warriors, they 
re-signed Kevon Looney to a three-year, $25.5 million deal. Underrated ball player, though, Kevon Looney. He's a very underrated piece on that Golden State Warriors team. Very underrated. Extremely underrated. Gets overshadowed, I have to say. He really does. He really, really does. Um, Just lost it. What team was I looking at right here? Oh, yeah. The Indiana Pacers traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Smith, and a 2023 first-round pick. So the Celtics also included Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, and Jawan Morgan in the deal. I mean, okay then on that one. Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics. I mean, with him, Smart, Tatum, and Brown, that's pretty good. Brogdon's a hell of a ball player, honestly. Like, I think the Bucks were kind of, like, foolish to let him go. I mean, listen, they wound up winning a championship a couple years later. But Brogdon, he's a good ball player. He's good out there in Indiana. He's going to be really good for Boston. Like I said, people can write off Boston all they want. They're going to be back next season in a big way. Now you get Brogdon, that's huge. That's huge right there. They're going to be back in a big way next season. I keep on saying it. They're not going to go away so easily. He's not going to go away so easily. He's just not going to. They're not going to go away very easily, the Celtics. They just won't. They just won't at all. So let's talk about a couple other things right here before we get to... The big things are Chicago Bulls. They wound up signing Goran Dragic. Reports of him going to the Mavericks, and apparently did not happen because here he is going to the Chicago Bulls. It's good to you know he's a good veteran piece for the Bulls. You know I'll never forgive fucking Steve Nash for how the way that he played Dragic in a way in the playoffs against the Celtics when the guy was hot. Oh, hey, let me bench him. He's playing too good right now. Got to bench him. Uh, okay, real smart, Nash. Fucking jerk off. And they also signed Zach Levine to a Supermax contract. Or not a Supermax contract, just a max contract. Five years, $215 million. I mean, listen, the Bulls, they, they were the number one seed for a while last season. Um... I think if they stay healthy, if they stay healthy this season, because, you know, they lost guys like Levine and like, you know, Lonzo Ball throughout the season. If they stay healthy, they could truly be a top team in the East. They really could be. They honestly, honestly could be. So now let's get to these three extensions right here before we get to the last thing. So John Morant. Agreed to terms on a four-year designated rookie contract, rookie extension contract, likely worth $226 million. I mean, John Morant's one of the funnest players to watch in the NBA right now. You know, I think he does talk a little bit too much on Twitter. I think he needs to shut that down a little bit. Honestly, stop letting the fans get into your head right there. Like, I think it's just mostly a distraction for some players, honestly. You know, going on Twitter after a loss or whatever. And you just you're talking and you're talking. It's just it doesn't make you look good, honestly. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying right away you need to go into the gym and work as hard as you can. No, take a break, 
Take a couple weeks off. Be with your family. Be with your friends. Then go work out. You know what I mean? Like, I like Morant, though. I really do like Morant. He's a hell of a ball player. But I think he just talks a little bit too much. I've always said if you haven't won anything in this league, you shouldn't be talking. If you at least have one ring in this league or an MVP, talk as much as you want. But if you have nothing at all, you shouldn't be talking. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say right there. So Devin Booker signed a four-year, $224 million Supermax extension to stay with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, man, the Suns really had, you know, I'm not going to say, well, you can't really say it was a setback season. They were the best team in the West. But the fact that they got blown out in Game 7 by Dallas, like, I did predict it would go seven games. But I didn't think Dallas was going to blow them out in Game 7. I thought, okay, our Phoenix is going to get them tonight. But no, Dallas said, no, 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 not happening. Phoenix got absolutely fucking destroyed. They got their shit pushed in by the Mavericks. They didn't stand a shot. They didn't stand a shot at all. Like, what the fuck? They just didn't stand a shot at all. They had no fucking shot in that game. And it was crazy to think about. It really was. It really, really was. And now getting to the richest contract in NBA history right now. Nicole Oak signed a five-year, $264 million Supermax extension. I mean, granted, this dude has won back-to-back MVPs, and rightfully so, but holy shit. I think in his last year of his contract, he's going to get $67 million for one year. One year, he's going to make $67 million. That's insane. I mean, the Nuggets, man, you think after signing him to that Supermax extension, they got to be a much better team. Like, they really have to be a good team, you have to think. You would think they have to be a championship team after that. Like, oh my god. Just seeing the contract right there, $67 million in his last season. That's insane. For a player to make $67 million in one year, that's absolutely fucking batshit crazy. It really is. It absolutely is. And I think it's crazy. I really think it is. I'm not even not even joking. I think it's really, really crazy. It's insane, guys. It really is. It honestly, honestly is. Nothing else more to say on that one. It really is. But now let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Let's talk about the bad shit with the Brooklyn Nets. So Kyrie Irving did opt in to his uh, player option after he said, after it looked like he wasn't going to, and like he was going to get traded, so he opted in. 
But then a couple days later, Kevin Durant requested a trade. And the Nets, you know, they locked up Durant to a four-year deal. I think it was $80-something million during the, the season last year. I was like, all right, so Katie's going to be a Net the rest of his career, it looks like. I was happy. Like, all right, cool. But now he requests a trade. And now it seems like Kyrie is going to get traded as well. It's just so much fucking bullshit. Like, I know people can, can blame the front office all they want. And believe me, Ty and fucking Marks deserve a lot of shit. But you got to put some shit on KD and Kyrie too. Like, I've always said with the vaccination, it is your choice whether you want to get vaccinated or not. But you look what Kyrie did. And how he screwed the team last year. He did. He screwed the team. He absolutely screwed the team last year. What are you playing? Twenty games. He screwed the team. He seriously did. You know. I, I just. I don't. I, I. I. I don't know what to say about it, though. I know I just said it's your choice, and you do whatever you want, but. You see how Kyrie can be so divisive right here? He was divisive in Cleveland. He was divisive in Boston. And now he's divisive with the Nets. And the next team he ends up on, he's going to be divisive with them as well. It's just the same shit with this guy. He, he is such an ego... He's such an egotistical fucking maniac. I'm sorry to say, but he is. I love, I love the guy on the court. The dude is one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my lifetime. The things that he does... Are absolutely insane. But he's got such a fucking big ego. He's got such a big ego. Especially when he walked away from the team last season. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Get on the court and play here. Let's go here. You wanted to come here, right? It's been such a fucking failure. And now KD. Oh, now when there's problems right here, KD wants to walk away. Listen, I get being pissed at Marks and Ty. I understand that. I understand being pissed at the front office. I'm pissed off at the front office too. But if you think that the Nets should have given Kyrie an extension, you're out of your mind. 20 games? We played only like, what, 20 plus games? That's it. He barely played last season. And you think he deserves an extension? Are you kidding me? He doesn't deserve no extension. Or he's going to get $50 million a year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was smart by Marks and Ty not to give him that kind of money. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane that people think he deserved an extension. You have to be insane. You gotta be out of your mind. Just out of your mind is Kyrie to think that he deserves an extension. Please don't give me that bullshit. And again, like I said with KD, oh well, when things get tough, you gotta walk away. Like honestly, my honest opinion right here, with my honest opinion, I don't think KD is going to get traded. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Well, his trade value is extremely high. The Nets, the Nets would have to get a lot to trade KD. Like if they're gonna trade with the Suns, 
okay, you want KD, we want Devin Booker. You're not going to give us Booker, okay, you get no KD. With the Raptors, people say they want Scotty Barnes, I do too, but why not Siakam? No Barnes or, or Siakam? Okay, sorry, no KD. You're not going to get him then. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think he's going to get traded. I think it's going to be a whole, like, Kobe thing back in, like, the 07 08 season where he requested a trade from the Lakers. And it just never happened. It just never happened. So, honestly, if I'm the Nets, if I'm Marks I'm, and I'm tired right now, you know what I would say? You know what, KD? You signed, you signed the extension here back in December of last year. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to get traded. We don't care. You either play for us or you sit out the next four seasons. That's how you got to do it right there. You see what happens when you let the inmates run the asylum? Because KD is at fault just like the front office is. He convinced the front office to bring in DeAndre Jordan. In 2019. And look at DeAndre Jordan now. He's completely washed. He was washed with the Nets when they brought him. He convinced them to trade for James Harden. When in reality, they should have kept it at him and Kyrie and the young core. Like guys like Levert should have stayed. They honestly could have had a lineup like of Kyrie, Levert, Harris, Katie, and Jared Allen going to the playoffs. And you had your pieces come off the bench like guys like Torian Prince. And Bruce Brown, of course. You know, they could have been fine. They could have... that that Honestly, that team right there probably could have went a little bit further. They honestly could have. It's just a real shame that, you know... He's requested too much, Katie. And him and Kyrie, with wanting Steve Nash as the head coach... What the fuck? So again, you can blame Marks or you can blame Ty all you want, but it falls under Katie and Kyrie as well. Look at the things that they wanted. It falls on them as well. It absolutely falls on them. And like I said, Katie sees a problem. Oh, now I got to walk away. Now I got to walk away from the team. I mean, Jesus Christ. Real coward shit. That's what it is. It's absolutely coward shit. That's what it is. That's what it is right there. You know, I don't want to be in denial and say, oh, no, the trade won't happen. I I don't believe it's going to. You know, I would hope that the Nets grow some balls and say, you're not getting traded. It's not happening. We're not going to fulfill your request of getting traded. You signed an extension here. You're not going anywhere. Too bad. You You either play for us. Or you sit out the next four years. Your choice. That's how you gotta be. You gotta lay down the law. That's how you gotta be. I know there's rumors talking about a trade for Westbrook and Kyrie. God fucking help me if I have to watch Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the same court for 82 games or whatever how many games they fucking play. Because you know, well, Westbrook's always been a healthy player, so I would I would expect him to play a lot of the games. But Simmons, we have no idea. So. If this was Westbrook from, like, years ago, oh, then sure. But now I don't want Westbrook. I don't. I don't want to watch him and Simmons on the same court for 40 minutes a game. I don't want to see that. I just don't. I'd rather not. But at the end of the day right here, no matter what happens with the Brooklyn Nets, I will always be a fan. I've been a fan since the 07-08 season. I had to watch 
them win only 12 games, them going 12 and 70 in the 09-10 season. You know, if there wasn't that stupid draft lottery, they would have drafted John Wall because the Nets would have had the first overall pick instead of drafting Derek Favors at number three. And then bringing in Darren Williams. I mean, D. Will was fine his first couple seasons, but then his last two years he was hurt and he was a shell of himself. And then that whole Pierce and Garnett trade. And, I mean, I liked KG, but Paul Pierce, oh my God, I could not stand the guy. I just couldn't. I couldn't stand him at all. I just couldn't. I fucking hated him on the Nets. KG I had no problem with. Fucking Pierce, terrible. Fucking terrible. And then going through another rebuild. You know, they built up that young core and things started to look bright again for the Nets. Okay, here we go now. Let's start building. We got KD and Kyrie. Oh, my God. We got two of the most best players in the world or to ever exist. Like, holy shit, we actually can really build something right here. And then it all goes to shit because that's what happens with the Nets. It doesn't matter if they play on Long Island. It doesn't matter if they play in New Jersey. And it doesn't matter if they play in Brooklyn. Things always turn to shit for the Brooklyn Nets. They always turn to shit. No matter no matter what. It always turns to shit. We couldn't win with Jefferson Kidd and Carter. We couldn't win with Pierce and Garnett. And we can't win with Katie and Kyrie. Real fucking shame. It really is. And it pisses me off. But no matter what, when the season begins in October, I'll be watching the first game of the season. That's unless if, you know, if the Yankees are in the playoffs. And, you know, that's, you get what I mean. But I'll be watching those games. I'm not going to turn my back, I'm not going to turn my back on the net and say, oh, I'm never going to go to games again. No, I'll be at Barclays Center a couple times next season. I try to go there as much time as I can. But um, we'll see how they look going the next season. I like to hope that they look where they are right now. I mean, even though I've talked some shit about Katie and Kyrie, that doesn't mean I don't want them here. They're our best chance of winning. Hopefully things get worked out. Maybe Katie says, okay, you know what, fine, I don't want to get traded. It almost seems like a whole like Aaron Rodgers situation too, where Rodgers want to get traded from the Packers, and what the Packers say, we're not going to trade you. Not happening. You think you think Rodgers likes playing Green Bay? He hates it. He hates it. He doesn't want to play in Green Bay. He wants to go back home to California. He doesn't want to play in Green Bay, but the Packers are not going to trade him. They're just not going to do it. They never will. He's a Packer for life. They're not going to do it. They're just not going to do it at all. And at the end of the day, I mean, Rodgers signed that big deal with the Packers, so he did it to himself. Just like KD, just like KD signed the extension with the Nets. He did it to himself. He didn't have to do it. Didn't have to do it, honestly. This year would have been his last year on his contract if he didn't sign the extension. So he did it to himself. So, I mean, KD and Kyrie need to wake up and smell the coffee. They really do. There's, There's been all that talk about KD not being a bus driver at all. Even though he was the bus driver... For the Golden State Warriors, those back-to-back seasons, they went to a championship and won the championships. He was a bus driver on that team. He won back-to-back Finals MVPs. I don't want to hear it. That's all I'm trying to say. Like you know, but he has a huge chance to really lead the Nets because it's just him and Kyrie. That's it. We'll see what happens, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow with my Monday Night Raw review. So, all right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your 4th of July.
I know that I will, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.